Welcome to the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Brian McAvoy and Inside Out Trading. Because trading success comes from the inside out. Visit InsideOutTrading.com, where we focus on you, the trader, because you are the most important part of your trading. When you get the right coaching, trading becomes easy. Visit InsideOutTrading.com. And now, on to the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Brian McAvoy with a new episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. I'm excited today to be interviewing Nishant Prabhanderwala, Equity Manager at the Kirshner Trading Group. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, glad you're here, man. Uh, for those of you not already familiar with Nishant, he's had a more focused career than many traders, while still one with a lot of experiences, stories, and lessons. Uh, he went to college at the University of Texas at Austin and then went to work for the Kirshner Trading Group. And that's where he's been ever since. Nishan, thanks again for being here, man. Thanks again, Brian. Um, yeah, I went to UT, uh, a true Longhorn. Uh, I still live in Austin. Uh, so I've seen actually Austin grow the way, you know, now the whole California has moved here. But before that, I've been living here for, your t- for 23 years. So it's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Texas has been a popular place for the last couple, last few years with uh, all the craziness going on. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Like, I feel like we got, we got discovered again in COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Well, now, um, so as far as when you went to school, you got, uh, you started with a bachelor's degree in economics, right? And, uh, and then you also had uh, liberal arts and economic, in, in school, liberal arts, and economics and finance, correct? Correct. <clears throat> okay. Um, now, so with your, um, so it was, was it more really the economics focus or more on the finance end of it? I ask because a lot of people also that get into trading are, you know, they're in the finance, some in economics. So which would you say was probably the majority of the influence on you or where did you find your area of strength? Oh, um, I don't know if this answer is going to be good for most people. I was never good to go to college, to be honest. Uh, so the easiest degree was economics. I used to like finance. So in my life, I kind of found out very early that if I'm passionate about something, I do really well at it. If I'm not, then I do really bad at it. So the finance classes, you know, the, all that was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. But I didn't enjoy accounting. I enjoyed numbers. I enjoyed finance. Uh, my father was always in, in, you know, in the stock market too. I used to manage his portfolio a little bit out here. And uh, so I think that's where I was intrigued uh, by but, but I want to be a, I want to be a portfolio manager. That's what you know. You have your dreams. You don't, you don't know how to go about it. But you're like, oh yeah, I want to be a portfolio manager. I want to buy all these stocks. I want to you know make this perfect portfolio, which is going to go up and beat at the S and P and everything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of managed my, my my father's portfolio, and that's how I got interested in in trading as such. I didn't know what day trading was, which is I think a great way to start because if you don't know anything about it, you don't have any bad habits. And back in the day also, day trading was not such a popular profession as it's today. Uh, I see a lot, you know, because of Twitter and, you know, these glory stories everywhere. A lot of people want to become trade, day traders, especially, uh, you know, during COVID when, you know, you could make so much money so quickly. They thought this profession is, you know, for everyone, but it's really not for everyone. It's a really hard profession. Oh, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, so so you knew before... Was it before you got before you went to school, or sometime during uh, during your term in, in college? I would say during my four years in school, I've, 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 I said I wanted something in the stock market. Now I didn't know where to start and how to start and where to go. Uh, I just tried to like chaperone uh, uh, a portfolio manager in Austin. Uh, 
it didn't really work out. It always like, you know, he was managing my dad's portfolio. So he, he helped, he said, okay, you know, why don't you come and help, you know, help me out? But it's very different. You know, I was like, this is, it seems like a very, you know, job where you sit and you talk and you convince people which stocks to buy. I said, that's not what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, coincidentally, I was, you know, I, I, the business school, uh, Kirshner Trading came by and uh, I went and spoke to the guy and I, sh you know, I think one of the biggest things that you need in trading is passion. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this guy saw a lot of passion. He said, you know, why don't you come to the office? So I went to the, uh, the Kirshner office and, uh, you know, all these computers and it looked like, you know, like, uh, it looked like a, like a war zone in a way. Like everyone's like talking and screaming and someone's angry, someone's happy. I was like, wow, what is this? And uh, that intrigued me. And I was like, oh, I want to try this out. And, uh, but I also knew you know, at that time, it was a lot of these cold calling jobs. I was like, I hope this is not one of those. So I kind of figured out it was not one of those. It was, uh, you know, go trade. And if you make money, you take some home and that's it. And I was like, okay. But what I love the most about it is that sky is the limit, right? Um, and in a, in a proprietary trading firm like Kirshner, like, you know, your, your downside is kind of limited because they take the risk of giving you the money. And your upside is unlimited because you can make as much money as you can. And so I like that the amount of work you put in, that's, that's the amount of profit you make. Very cool. When you, when you were first talking about the, the room and you saw everybody yelling and screaming, it's like, so, so was it kind of a Wolf of Wall Street experience? Or? <laughs> I, I wish uh, there were no women. <laughs> no, there are no women in trading, unfortunately. So there was no Wolf of Wall Street kind of experience. <laughs> but but you know, we used to have people you know, who'd go out late in the night and walk in at seven in the, in the morning for trading and like, you know, they've been partying all night. So we had a lot of that, right. uh, but I was, I was, I was a kid that time, but all the older traders were, you know, were partying all night and walking in at like 7 a.m. and start trading the morning session. Now, so when they brought you on board, you were actually, I mean, and still are, you're, you're like an employee of the company though, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, we all like, you know, employees of the company, right? We, we share uh, a split, a profit and uh, they take the losses and you know if you if you lose too much you know you get fired so now do they do they work typically of other trading groups or, and and if so one of my big curiosities was being being a, a trader working for a firm um that's kind of cool and not very many people i mean it's a real small percentage of the population that winds up in, in that kind of a role i was curious what their onboarding was like and if they you know they want you to trade a certain way or they get they're pretty flexible so when they brought you on board what was it like so they are very flexible you can pretty much do whatever you want the way you want it uh the way they, when i started they kind of uh you know there's a coach or a mentor and you're his student and he kind of teaches you his strategy or you look at his strategy and you know you figure it out and you know you he kind of helps you figure it out and once you feel like you're comfortable that you know you're trading on your own and you know there's there's still your mentor throughout throughout your career um and he gets a certain percentage of the company's profit that you make hmm. uh so that's how it works it becomes like you know uh which which is what i tell everyone who wants to come in this profession that if you really want to learn, then you've got to sit next to someone. And that's the only way you can learn how to day trade. I don't think anyone can help you uh, via Insta or via Twitter or all these things. You have to sit there because it's very easy to come and say, listen, this is where I sold the stock. This is where I bought the stock. 
like anyone can say that, but between this and that, what emotions did you go through? You know, how many times did you panic sell? How many times did you, you know, think that this was the wrong decision? You know, that's where, that's what you need to learn. You know, it's very easy once the trade's over, like, oh yeah, this trade is perfect. You know, I, <laughs> I bought it out here, I sold it out here. Yeah, but did you feel like selling it out here? And why didn't you sell it out here? Those are the questions that you need to keep telling the person who's sitting next to you that, you know, hey, this is my strategy. Why I'm doing this? Why I'm not doing that? I think so for me, I think that was, for me, my coach was the biggest reason for me to move up. And then, you know, we have this, you know, because it's a, it's a firm, it's a lot of other traders. You talk to them, you learn from them, you see, a, you see something, you add something, becomes your own strategy after a while. You, you know, you fine tune things a little bit different than the person next to you. And that becomes, you know, a, a trade in the long run. Okay. Well, as far as your, your strategy, and, and not to ask you to give up anything proprietary, but just in general, with your, with your trading, uh, again, generally speaking, um, are you somewhat of a, a discretionary trader where you're pretty flexible in responding to what the markets are presenting you, or are you more methodical and mechanical and you're looking for specific things and you got a, a very specific process that you go through as far as you know, placing and managing trades? I would say more discretional. Uh, basically, I look at what is moving in the market, right? I mean, uh, today, today is what, 14th, right? 14th February today. Uh, the last two days, small caps have been going a little crazy, uh, you know, which is what I expected for a while because we have, the market's all-time highs. Usually when markets are all-time highs, there's nothing else to buy. It's the it's the shittiest stocks that go up, which is what is happening right now. <laughs> so then I'm trading I'm trading short cap, you know uh, small caps right now. You know, uh, you know if if something else is what I kind of trade anything that moves, uh, and okay. that's my strategy. You know, if it's moving, I'm trading it. Uh, which direction to go and why to go and when to go is the game. Gotcha. Which, if someone tells me to explain them, I cannot explain. You have to sit next to me. I have to talk to you as and when that's happening and then you know uh, if you can figure it out from there on great if you can't I don't know you got to go with your own 10,000 hours of trading to figure out what you know what is your strategy what works for you for me it's a very fast pace I'm like in and out of stuff very quickly I'm trying to make quick money you know I'm trying to ma manage my losses for you for some other for someone else you know that might be a, a too quick a strategy like you know if I make someone sit next to me and they see me doing like hey I, I'm not getting anything what you're doing and I'm like yeah it's become second nature to me because I've just done the 10,000 hours it's just like the, the hands and the fingers move automatically and why they move and how they move is AI you know and these are data sets that are there in my head which I don't know if they're there or no but they're there and I'm somehow you know catching every data set that I've seen before this pattern that pattern that I've seen before I'm using that and trading off it. Even I don't know from where it's coming. <laughs> gotcha. Well, but you you had the you had the advantage of uh, managing your dad's portfolio for a while. Um, yeah, but that was you know more like you know buying Microsoft and like seeing what it's doing. You know, it was just more on a very basic level, right. uh, like any other person you know would manage a portfolio like your long-term portfolio. But it just got me interested at least in stocks. <laughs> Well, and it, and it got you familiar with the environment, correct? Uh, and so, and then when you when they brought you on board, they had you working with with a trader. So and and you were like with them like all the time, right? Uh, correct. So 
Yeah, that's good. Now, um, with that kind of, an, kind of an environment where, yeah, you've got like a full-time mentor, uh, if, if somebody else were to step into the same situation or, or when people are coming on board with the company, how long, how long does it usually take for somebody to get proficient enough where they can stand on their own two feet and start trading on their own? Honestly, if you're a normal person, <laughs> I would say it takes about 18 months. Okay. But it also depends what kind of market it is. Right in a, in a in a COVID market in 2020 2021, you could be there much quicker because it's much easier at times the liquidity on both ends and this and that. Uh, but uh, but in markets like this, uh, it's much harder. You know, uh, it could I would say it takes 18 months to be a good to be a trader where you know you know you feel like okay I can sit here and I can trade stocks. Gotcha. Not yeah. saying you can make money, but you know, you cannot you stop losing money at least. Right. Um, now, have you always worked strictly with stocks or have you ventured into some of the other arenas like crypto or Forex or futures? So, I mean, I'll trade crypto through uh, GBTX or IBIT and, you know, these new ETFs, but not really my scene as such. Uh, I'll trade them as stocks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll do a little bit of options, but my primary bread and butter is is equities gotcha gotcha now since you've been at it for a while and, and you said you're you know you're managing the the company's money what do you what is like a typical trade size for you just like as far as how much you're you're putting at risk out there on a typical trade so at Kirshner, once you reach a certain level you know capital really doesn't become a constraint as such so i've mm -hmm. never had a capital constraint as such i'm always good in amount of they give me enough capital that I, that I need. Right. Um, so usually I, I don't even look at, at things like how much I'm risking at times. You know, it's about what's the opportunity that is in front of me. And if it's, you know, a great setup, then, you know, you're, you're going to risk it. It just depends how great a setup it is. And that's how, you know, I've always been. It's like, you know, if the market is not there, and it's not ready to give, I don't snatch. But if the market is, is happening, I'll snatch. And that means, you know, me being more aggressive, be me being, uh, you know, tr you know, you could make a lot more mistakes in, in a good market. And, you know, that's fine because there's so many good trades happening. But in a bad market or in a, in a bear market or in, in a market where liquidity is a problem, uh, you're going to make very less mistakes. So then I'm like, you know, my, my you know, I only do best setups that I can find. I won't go for anything and everything around. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, I was just curious, um, since you've got the, the time on, because you've been there for quite a while now. Um, I mean, you're rolling up on 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2006. So, yeah, it's been a long time. I've seen the flash crash. I've seen the 2008 crash. I've seen, yeah, the COVID. <laughs> it's been fun times. Well, what have been some of the more memorable experiences that you've had? Any particular days or, or like, you know, maybe short periods where it was it was particularly noteworthy? Oh, yeah. Um, so many, right? Uh, before I start that, I always tell this to most people who are traders for a long period of time and why this profession is so good is that every five years you get a, a nice bonus and every 10 years you get retirement money. So if you're there for this period, you'll get those big bonuses. The other years you just have to like make, you know, m enough money where you can survive. <laughs> so 
So just like that, you know, I mean, 2008 was one of those years where, you know, I just started trading and, you know, honestly, I've never seen panic like that before. I've never seen thereafter. Um, it honestly felt like at some point that the world is coming to an end. Uh, some nights, you know, when you, when things were going bankrupt and, you know, we are like, oh, you know, the whole financial system is going to go away. Uh, and those are one of the, the craziest times, but I, was, I wasn't experienced enough to take advantage of it uh, like the way I am today. Uh, and if I was, you know, I, I guess I would be retired by now if those markets ever come back. Uh, they were much illiquid also, so things moved a lot more and they came back much faster. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of other stuff that was happening. There was so much happening at that moment. And it was the first big crash after, I think, 2000, so, uh, which I had not seen. So for me, it was like, oh, my God, what is happening out here? It felt like the world is coming to an end. Uh, after that, I think 2014, I think, was the big flash crash where China devalued their currency. And the market, I think, gapped down about six, 700 points, you know, which was, I think, about 3.5%, I think. We went limit down on, on options overnight. Uh, and then it opened and just, I think, just flashed down, I think, in the first 15, 20 minutes, about 400, 500 points in probably 20 minutes. And I guess a lot of stocks had no idea how to manage that, that, that kind of, I think high frequency trading was just getting in and they just pulled all their bids out <laughs> and, and there was really no liquidity and like you know i think i remember like home depot falling 40 50 points on that day uh for that 20 minutes um so those were that 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 day obviously is you know one of my one of my best days ever in my history of trading uh i won't forget that uh, and then i think the COVID times i think you know if you fast forward to that so 2008 2014 and 2020 so you know every six seven years you get something where you know if you don't take advantage of it and if you have the experience you'll you you will do well on those markets right and 2020 was one of those those time and COVID just came and you know just created again you feel like the world is coming to an end you know all those times you felt like the world's coming to an end and you know obviously those are the best times to really invest money in and for a day trader it was just yeah it was it was a lot of opportunities all day I think I've I think those two years, I think I've worked harder than I've ever worked in my in my 15, 20 years career. I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning, start the pre-market trading, and I would stop at like seven in the evening when the you know the post-market would would be done. And it was just it was just nuts. I would like sit with my my son after that and and do puzzles because I couldn't. I had to get out of that zone because you know you're in that zone for a long period of time, and then you know. You're sleeping, you're dreaming of stocks and dreaming of what's going to happen tomorrow and what's, so it gets a lot and I'm glad like it only lasted for two years though I was making good amount of money, but I don't know. I could have, you know, I think it took, it took about two, three years of my life for sure. Mm. The, the stress and, you know, uh, the white hair and everything started coming. <laughs> well, now, so that, that's when we're in kind of the wild times. What's, what's a typical day for you now under quote unquote normal conditions? Normal conditions, you know, I wake up at like 6.30, uh, start looking, you know, at, at the market, see what's, what's, what are the news, I'll go on Twitter, see what's, you know, what's happening, you know, see, I follow a bunch of, you know, accounts and I'll try to see, uh, you know, what they're saying, I'll come to my computer at 7.30, maybe start trading at 8.30 out here in Austin, 
so I'll see what is moving, you know, I'll, I have like tickers now saying, you know, what is, you know, what, what is moving and what is not and, you know, what's happened. So just, just a, a very uh, simple overview of what's happened overnight. Um, and then, you know, I'll just, I'll just be very organic with my trading. You know, I don't have any pre-planned notions. I will just see what my tickers are showing and, you know, what I see and uh, trade off that. And if the market is happening, then great. If it's not happening, then, you know, trade for the first hour and a half, two hours. I'll have my YouTube or my Netflix on on one of my screens. And I'll watch my main screen and see if anything comes up. If something comes up that I like, I'll trade it. Otherwise, I won't touch it. And then I'll, you know, switch off my, my Netflix and YouTube and, you know, trade the last one hour uh, just looking at my screen. Huh. So how long are you typically in a trade? Uh, typically in the trade these days, probably maybe 30 minutes, 20 minutes. So you're working on like the one minute or three minute charts, five minute charts? My favorite chart is five. Okay. So I'll have my five in multiple ways, uh, but I also have uh, a one minute and daily and a weekly. But five is my favorite. I, that's that's what I, I, I look at the most. Okay. So when when you say the markets, you know you're just kind of looking at what's what's going on in the markets. So you're looking for moving markets. You you want to you want to jump on a trend, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm usually shorting a trend. I'm usually shorting uh, things that are going parabolic. That's that's what you're waiting for. Now everything doesn't go parabolic. Some 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 stuff will go parabolic, and you got to manage risk on that and right. get in the right time at the right right place. Uh, but some other stuff, you know, which you know. Uh, for example, if you know if, if some shitty Chinese stock is moving up, a lot of other Chinese stocks start moving up, and you start trading those instead of trying to trade the mothership. Okay. So we'll trade a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, I do a lot. I do some reverse splits. I'll do imbalances at the open and close. Um, yeah, anything that's moving on that day, to be honest. Okay. Fair enough. Now, are you, do you do you have a like a, a an automated scanner that's uh, collecting stuff for you, or you do most of your correct looking manually? Correct. Yeah, we have an in-house scanner of that is proprietary, and you know we kind of have our ideas, and someone has coded those ideas in, and we see uh, we see those stickers show up that that we you know we have programmed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as those stickers show up, I'll have a look at it myself and then make a decision. Do, do I like this? Do I not like it? If I don't like it, I won't trade it. If I like it, I'm like, do I like it at this price? Do I, do you think I, I need to wait for, for some more indications to show up that looks you know, more juicy? So I'm like, listen, if it goes to this price, you know, alert me and I'll have a look at this again. So that's how we go about. Cool. Cool. So you're working, you're working primarily off price action, correct? Yeah, pretty much price action. Uh, like today, I'm trading the stock called uh, CETY, uh, and that's why we have to, you know, move this interview a little bit. Uh, I was I was trying to short this for a while, but this is a new pattern that's been coming up where, you know, there's small small things you got to see because these are all goes that are changing constantly with market conditions, right? They don't want any anyone to figure their all goes out, so they keep changing it. Now, I don't know if they're using AI or what they're using and who is doing this and how they're doing it. I, I don't have idea of that, but but they make these subtle changes, and if you can start looking at that, and sometimes it takes one day to figure out, like, oh, this is what is the new trend that they've started, you know, where 
you know, they might halt something down and the next halt will be up. Usually, you know, they used to do it a halt down and they would halt down for three or four times. Uh, but now they're not doing that. So I'm like, okay, so they've changed the trend, you know, I, I, I need to adjust to that. Um, so, you know, these are small things, I think, that, that come with experience and, you know, looking at the market for so many years, you start seeing these small, small things that, 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 that all goes are, are doing to change and, you know, trap you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one thing that you and I talked about briefly before we uh, started the actual interview um, is, you know, how challenging trading is anyway. Uh, with the advent of, I mean, now, you know, algorithmic trading uh, has been around for a little while. Um, not as not as long as trading, of course, but um, you know, with the algos and you know the markets used to be primarily people, um, and then then there were a lot of alg you know algorithms running on the markets. So then when it's you know people and and algorithms, but now we've also got AI coming into play. Correct. Um, what would be your advice for somebody that is you know thinking about getting into trading because they hear you know they, they you know they'll see the YouTube videos and they've got the you know twenty year old with the you know the Lambos and the the Lambos yeah yeah don't follow them uh, <laughs> uh, life isn't always that great right uh, yeah. struggles are there and you know it's good if someone gives you both sides of the coin which is what. I like to give to most traders that, that talk to me is like, listen, it's a very hard profession. It's not for everyone. Uh, but if you, if you enjoy what you do, like, you know, I have a friend, you know, she, she used to work, she worked for Google. She, she said, I'm done with my corporate job. She's like, Hey, I want to try trading. I said, you know what? It's very hard, but if you want to try it, try it. You have, you know, a decent capital, you know, where you don't have to go back. Uh, you know, so it's it's not a bad time to try it out, but it is it's going to be very difficult. And she, you know, as she's going through the grind right now, she is telling me like, "Oh my God, it's so much harder than my corporate job." <laughs> Even though <laughs> I'm like, "Don't don't lose money." You know, these small small things like you know, start small, learn uh, from you know your mistakes. You know, but again, I'm trying to you know, it's very hard to teach anyone trading through a phone call or through Zoom or anything. You know, you have to have someone sitting right next to you that can feel the emotions and the things that you're going through at that moment, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, in trading, you know, there's, there's, you did everything right and, and, and you know, the, the outcome is, is still a negative P&L. And that's fine. And that's something which people have to understand that if you did everything right, if you, you know, you manage your risk right, sometimes someone else also has to win. Uh, so, you know, I kind of take that also as, you know, uh, something that I, you know, I learn over time is that, you know, did I do everything right? What could I have changed? You know, and, and, and the thing with trading is that it's an ever learning job, right? It's like, there's never a time when you can conquer the market saying, you know what, now I know everything. And that's the last day you're ever going to trade because you're going to lose it all in one, one trade then. <laughs> so for me, it's very important to tell people like, do not lose. Don't be that stubborn where you lose your entire bankroll in one trade, you know, and there have been trades like this where I have lost a lot of money, but I've never lost that much that my career has ended, you know, so, you know, I mean, a lot of people's career ended on this trade called HKD, which was, you know, there a few years ago. There's many of the GMEs. There is, you know, all those trades where people have ended their career on it because, you know, it's like, you know, you know it's a bad stock, you know it's worth nothing, but at the same time, you can get wiped out before they do. So you have to manage risk, you know. Right. Um, 
Yeah, the main reason I was asking, it's one thing that I, I really try to impress upon people is, <clears throat> and, and as you were talking about, you know, like just the way you are and with your time in, how a lot of it's become second nature. Um, obviously, you've, you've had a lot of time and you had some good mentoring early on, but yeah. you've, you've also very, you're very much focused on honing your skills. And I really try to impress upon everybody. It's not about, you know, there is no magic strategy that, you know, you can take an amateur and hand them that strategy and they're going to be a great trader. This is a game of skill and you have to develop the skills. Yeah. Um, and well, the thing is with, with, you know, algos and now with AI and like you're talking about, you know, where they're making changes almost daily. I mean, it's a competitive environment anyway. Everybody's out here to make money. Yeah. And, you know, you're competing against, you know, like firms like your company, big, you know, big banks, a lot of, you know, institutional traders and who've got a lot of resources, a lot of smarts, a lot of access yeah. to intelligence and that kind of stuff. And so that really only, you know, makes it all that more important to make sure that you're getting good at this and not just relying on being clever and, you know, with you know some clever strategy or whatever. So I was glad to hear you talking about, you know, yeah, all your time in and, um, now, do you also mentor anybody else when, they, when they're coming on board with the company? Are you one of the mentors now, or are you still just kind of working on your own? No, I still work on my own. Uh, I've had students in the past uh, through Kirshner, and, uh, and somehow it's just uh, they never, things never worked out. Maybe I'm not a great teacher. Uh, but it's such a, it's a tough profession, right? I mean, one in, I mean, I don't know what, six or seven or eight people make it in this profession. So... I've had eight students and only I think one has made it. So I'm right on average out there. But, you know, I'll have people message me and, you know, sh tell, you know show me their charts or, you know, this and that. But but it's never the right way of, you know, I, I can't mentor anyone. I don't want to, like, just mentor someone uh, remotely. If someone is local and can sit with me right. and, you know, go through the grind with me, <laughs> you know, while I am trading, I'll just keep talking and tell you what I'm seeing and why I'm seeing and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. That's, I think, priceless. You know, if I can sit with some other trader and, you know, and if they can, you know, say the same thing, that's amazing because I can get a different point of view the way they're looking at things. Mm -hmm. So I think for all traders who want to learn to trade, I think if you can sit with someone who is an experienced trader, who has traded before and just ask them to talk as they see things, you know, just keep talking and, you know, saying, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this chart. I feel like this, this offer, this bid has changed. You know, look at the way this guy is manipulating out here. I don't know. He might see something else. And, you know, that's my, my best part is like getting a new person inside. They see something totally different because your eyes are so used to looking at the same places mm -hmm. that a new person, when they come in, they see something totally different. They open your eyes sometimes. So, so having a student, the only reason for me would be that they bring something different that I don't see. Gotcha. Yeah. And I also feel like in this day and age that you need to be, you need to know how to, how to, how to code to a certain level at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, doing things completely manually and uh, it's interesting. I heard this one guy, you know, he was, he was speaking in, in, in general business terms, but he was saying, yeah. um, you know, when, when the internet came around it, it, for people who didn't get on board with that, it was almost like you're trying to run a marathon and the guy next to you is on a bicycle. So yeah. with AI, you're trying to run a marathon and the guy sitting next to you, he's in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you got to get on board with, you know, what, you know, he's, an, he's an electric car. 
<laughs> where you know you can just go zero to sixty in three seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I mean times are changing and it's always going to change. And you know, but there's certain things that that never will change. You know, as a trader is managing risk, managing risk reward. Those are things that will never change. Uh, the way you you know the way you you psychologically behave when you lose money and then the psychologically behave when you when you make money like mm-hmm. those two things you know is something that you need to learn how to manage uh and you know a lot of these things just come with time <laughs> you need to have a big loss i've had a big loss i've come back from that and you're a different person after that and i've had really big days and not make any money after that uh for 3 4 months and i've you know felt that 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 uh, void also like you know you feel like you're on top of the world and the next day the market brings you down to earth and so it's something that you know you you can never conquer and i think if you can survive the toughest markets you'll do great in that 5 10 year point where you know the market is ready to give you a bonus a gift a retirement money if you're there with experience during those times those are the times that you wait for till then hang in there don't lose too much money you know try to make your i don't know for me i try to aim to make you know a couple of grand a, a day you know try to not lose more than a couple of grand a day like you know keep in that zone on a on a on a in a in a market which is not that happening but as soon as things start going happening you got to step on it you then then you know everything changes yeah yeah very cool very cool well, it's been fun talking to you i, I want to respect your time and I, i know you're working at, at in uh still keeping an eye on the markets while we're, while we're doing this and everything so yeah um, no I, no I'm very I'm very much it's an addiction it's an addiction you know it takes me about two or three days on vacation to get out of the market into my head but then once I'm out I don't want to come back you know I'm like oh now I'm on vacation but it takes me two or three days to like just stop thinking about what's happening how much money my friends are making you know all that kind of stuff oh yeah oh yeah yeah well and your well your words of wisdom as far as uh you know yeah just it, it always comes down to managing risk and and making sure you can survive and stay in the game yeah that's that's sure. the bottom line of all of it uh, cuz yeah if you, if if you get killed you're not there for the big paydays so exactly exactly and you know it, it's not like poker i said you know, i said it's not like a sport it's not like poker it's like you know it's like steve curry right he's taken so many shots from the three point line and from around there that if you wake him in the middle of the night and make him do it he will do it because it's just that it's just it's just the 10,000 hours he's put into it mm-hmm. and that's what it's like you know but it doesn't mean that the first time he reaches the NBA final that he won't be nervous but the second time he reaches the NBA final he will be way less nervous so you have to like, you know if you went through covid and you're like oh man i didn't kill it it's because that's the first time you've seen a market like that yeah. but the next time when you see the market like that you will do way better right and so for me it was the same thing you know i saw a few crazy markets and when covid came out i was like yeah i i know this market i know how crazy it can be i am prepared i don't i'm not nervous you know all that goes out of the window at that time so you know i i feel like everyone thinks that, oh my god i didn't kill it in covid like you know i've seen so many people making so much money why didn't i do it and i'm like it's you know you have to go through this process once second time you'll be you'll be ready for it yeah very cool experience counts that's for sure for sure yeah yeah well nishan thank you again thank you for taking the time today man very much enjoyed thanks it. brian thanks for having me great conversation yeah
Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'll have to have you back on sometime because this, this has been fun. Oh, and, sure. Anytime. Cool. Um, and everybody that's listening, uh, I, I, I want to let you know, I very much appreciate the fact that you're taking time out of your day to listen to the podcast and learn and grow as a trader. Uh, not just chasing trades all day, but actually working on yourself. So that's cool. And but keep up the good work. Um, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, Nishan, again, thank you for being here. And everybody, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Consistent Profit, Profits Podcast. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, make sure to subscribe, share this with your friends. Also, feel free to share it on your social media channels. And lastly, make sure you visit InsideOutTrading.com where we focus on you, the trader, because you are the most important part of your trading. And when you get the consistent part of trading down, the profits become easy. Thanks again, and tune in to the next episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. Cheers.